All right, I hope you are ready for it. Jax Taylor has made amends with Tom Sandoval. Bethany is coming for NBC with her new reality TV reckoning. And we've got another Vanderpump lawsuit. Are you ready? Let's dive in. You're listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. That's me, your naturally platinum blonde pop culture connoisseur. I'm the reality TV junkie, self-improvement addict, and host with only the hottest tea spilled fresh all week long. You're one of my favorite interviewers. They picked us because we're horny. Yeah. Right. And that's your chronic state. That's 24-7. Zach, that is really funny. From the latest news on The Real Housewives, deep dives into celebrity legal scandals, and unfiltered convos with your favorite stars, I've got you covered. And yes, I always keep receipts. Welcome on in, welcome on in, welcome on in, everybody. I hope you are having a wonderful, wonderful start to your week. Hope you had a great weekend. I got a lot done, put together some furniture, hated some furniture, moving things over to the new apartment, buying things for the new apartment, packing up the old apartment. It was a weekend, but we were very accomplished. We got a lot done. Um, So, yeah, hopefully your weekend was fun. Maybe you went swimming, maybe you got Liddy City, whatever your vibe was. I'm rooting for you. Okay, few tidbits of tea before we dive into the meat of it, right? Jax Taylor announces that he's opening a new bar in Studio City. He's calling it Jax's, very similar to Tom Tom or Schwartz and Sandy's. And they're actually going to be selling Britney's Mama's Beer Cheese. I actually really love this idea. I think a sports bar, a dive bar, like just, you know, something super low-key in Studio City, I think it's smart. I think great location, Good name, capitalizing off of the Vanderpump fame. I'm here for it. I will definitely be going to Jax's. I just feel like Schwartz and Sandy's is in a neighborhood and it's too pretentious for the neighborhood vibe. Whereas like Studio City is not super pretentious. It's, you know, it's the valley. It's a little more, it's a little more neighborhoody as well. And I think a sports bar is perfect. It fits Jax's vibe. Um, It's not going to be super expensive. It's somewhere that the locals will be able to come to and not just like Vanderpump tourists. Like if you're going to do like a Vanderpump tourist sort of vibe, that's just, I don't know how sustainable it is because you really have to go based off of when the show is popular and what happens if the show gets canceled next year. Are you still going to be able to sustain your clientele in five years? I think Jax's has a really strong chance of being able to do that. Tori Spelling. She was spotted living in an RV, which... A source close to Tori claims it's just for the summer because they found mold in her house and it's not because she's having financial issues, which we've heard that she is, but apparently they're just living there. It's her summer vacation and that's all she can realistically afford with all of her kids and all of her marital woes. Remember when Dean posted they were breaking up and then they weren't breaking up and now we don't know what's going on with them, but apparently they're living in an RV. People are mad at Candy Smelling and they're like, Candy, how can you let your daughter like just live in an RV when you have so much money. Maybe she likes to live in an RV. This sounds to me like a great reality show concept. I'm kind of here for it. Tori does like Tori and Dean in RV, in love in the RV, shacking up in the RV. Tori and Dean shacking up. I don't know. I think the possibilities are endless, but apparently it's temporary and it's just her summer vacation home. You know, some people go to the Hamptons, Tori Spelling goes to the RV park. Nick Vile thinks that Tom Sandoval is really in love with Raquel Levis. 
So I guess Sandoval, they, so they filmed Fox's Special Forces together, right? It's a celebrity competition show about putting them through a military training. So on the show, Tom Sandoval brought photos of Raquel, which Nick Biles says you're not allowed to do, but he did it anyway. And he was talking about his relationship with Raquel on, Raquel on the show. And he spoke very highly of her, very endearingly of her. So it seems like he's really into her and really in love with her based off of what Nick Vile is revealing on his podcast, The Bio Files. I mean, do we want to see him like dote over Raquel? I don't I don't know if I want to see that. Like I mean, I guess it make it worth it, right? Blow up your entire life for love. At least then, you know, in it, found love in a hopeless place. I found love in the club of Vanderpump Rules. I mean, sure. I can't wait to watch it. Yay. Kyle Richards and Morgan Wade are finally addressing the dating rumors by making Kyle the new love interest in Morgan's new music video, which I kind of find hilarious. I mean, it's a little too on the nose and a little too like cheeky that it's it's kind of um, tacky, but I still find it hilarious. They said that this is their way of trolling the trolls because they're just friends. And so if people want to talk about them, then they might as well give them something to talk about. So they're giving us something to talk about. And we're talking about the music video. Smart. We know that Kyle's producing a documentary on Morgan's life and she's been traveling with her all over. I think Kyle likes the emotional connection that she has with Morgan. And it's probably something she didn't get from Mauricio. And I think Morgan probably is starting to develop feelings for Kyle, which I'm a little worried about because when you have that close sort of connection and that bond, you know, sometimes you can read too much into things. And I am concerned that Morgan's going to get hurt in the end because Kyle doesn't really know what she wants and she's exploring. But exploring is one thing. Like, fine, get on Tinder and, you know, go eat some sushi. But like, I just, I have concerns and I'm a little worried for Morgan and I feel like Morgan's going to get her heart broken and it's just the name of the game, right? Welcome to the gay community. Okay, uh, let's dive into some meteor story, shall we? Jax Taylor is making amends, seemingly, with Tom Sandoval and he wants the rest of the world to cut Sandoval some slack now. So in an Instagram comment that was shared by See You Next Monday on Instagram, Jax addressed the status of his relationship with Sandy Balls, and he wrote in response, we have, we meaning him and Sandy Balls, we have a very long history and we're, and we like making fun of each other. It's harmless. Don't read into things. I'm assuming that this is in reference to the job offer that San, that Jax made because when he announced his new bar, Jax says he said that he would, if Sandoval needed a job, Jax was happy to oblige and offer him a job. Okay. So he said, don't read into things. I want the best for Tom. He's going through a lot and I know he deserved a lot of it, but I think it's time we just let things heal, heal or be and move on. No point in grilling the guy anymore. We've all made mistakes in life. What? What is this Jax Taylor? Because a few weeks ago, he was like, I'm coming back to Vanderbilt Pools and I'm going to bring it. I'm going to bring it. And I was like, okay, Lisa, we're going to calm down. So Jaxie, 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 bang, bang. Because <laughs> uh, we know he bang, banged everybody in West Hollywood. He seems to be sticking up for Sandoval. It looks like he's forgiven Sandoval. I don't really remember what their original fight was about. But who knew all it would take was Sandoval cheating on his girlfriend in a major scandal on television for Jax to soften his heart to him. Here's my thing. If the cast, which are a genuine group of friends, right, 
if they're able to move past this, then I think we as an audience should be able to move past it as well. What Sandy Bells did was awful. The way he hurt Ariana was atrocious. He and Raquel are truly diabolical for what they did and how they did it. And I also see Jax's point of being like, okay, we grilled the dude. We, you know, we beat the shit out of him and the group is continuing to isolate themselves from him. But it seems like he's making an effort and he's trying. And maybe there's an opportunity for something to come, right? Maybe there's an opportunity for there to be some healing, some closure. Listen, I think eventually Ariana may find it in her heart to forgive him in some way, not to be close with him again, but to forgive him, right? Which doesn't, he doesn't deserve, I want to be very clear, he doesn't deserve her forgiveness, but I think it would be healthy for her own mental health and her own heartache, right? Forgiveness is a sign of moving on. And if you can forgive, you can let go, you can move forward. And I think it's time that we all move forward, right? Dust settles, time passes, pain heals. Like how long are we really going to stay mad at him? So I think, you know, it's time we move forward, right? I mean, obviously we're going to watch it and we're going to get all heated up again and it's going to be re-perpetuated and then we're going to deal with that again at the reunion. So it's going to be another year of Scandal. But <laughs> I think maybe we start to soften, you know, I mean, listen, he's he's a Sandy Ball scumbag, but hopefully he learns how to be less of a Sandy Ball scumbag. I mean, listen, if Jax can grow and learn to forgive and open up a sports bar and be married with a baby, who knows? Listen, mama's beard cheese can change you. Um... <laughs> Speaking of things that don't sound appetizing, someone uh, that can't seem to move on or get rid of the, the the bone that she's clung on to is Bethany Frankel. So Bethany is coming with this reality TV reckoning. And I, I don't know how I feel about this because I just feel like, is she really the person that's going to reckon reality TV? I don't know. Bethany, I'm not having a ton of faith in you right now, but... What I do love when it's not Bethany, I do love to be a good host. And part of being a good host is having everyone's favorite drink handy. Aperol spritz, I got you. Vodka soda with the twist, easy peasy. Spicy margarita with the tahine rim. And a splash of Grand Marinier Cordon Rouge. No problemo, because I got Drizzly, the go-to app for drink delivery. Drizzly's here to be your partner in parties, meaning they're here to help you take the grunt work out of the get-together so that you can be a confident host and actually party at your own party. Drizzly is the most convenient way to buy beer, wine, and spirits with delivery to your door when you want it, all from the comfort of your couch, because it's a comfy couch. The convenience speaks for itself. Any true Housewives fan knows the importance of being a good party host. And a good host has Drizzly. So download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y dot com now. Okay, shall we dive into the Bethany of it all? (sighs) So TMZ published an article. And they also interviewed attorney Brian Friedman who's spearheading this reckoning, right? Bethany Frankel has also come forth claiming to be in talks with attorneys and reality stars and we're looking to unionize, right? Okay, cool. It's not clear if this Friedman dude is also working with Bethany directly or not or if they're communication. It seems like they're talking and they may be merging together. Like they may be building something together, right? But they don't 
but they because they both seem to be aligned with trying to take down NBC and Bravo. Now, first off, because TMZ, this made a big splash all over the internet over the weekend, but I want to clarify that there is no lawsuit. A lawsuit has not been filed against NBC or Bravo. Nothing is official yet, okay? This is all just expressed intent to bring legal action against the network, okay? They're basically sending a letter saying, hey, we might sue you soon, so here's a heads up. Don't go deleting any evidence because we might be coming for you. I'm coming for you. I mean, I think Ronald McDonald, Ronald Richards, or someone sent a letter like this to Bravo when they were investigating Erica saying, hey, I may need housewives footage to investigate Erica further, so don't delete any housewives footage. So it doesn't really mean a whole lot, right? Um, to me, it's pretty similar to like a cease and desist. And a cease and desist is basically a warning, which is what this letter appears to be. But what I find interesting are the vague outlined allegations in it and how this may potentially be linked to like Rocky Rocky Bang Bang because that was also reported that Raquel has been in talks with this attorney or with Bethany as well. So here are some of the, the bullet points that TMZ has outlined from this letter of intent. Um, okay, they're claiming that there were deliberate attempts to manufacture mental instability by applying cast members with alcohol while depriving them of food and sleep. Okay, this I have heard uh, that when they do like competition shows that and former reality stars have come out and talked about that, that they definitely provide a lot of alcohol and that it's not that they're depriving them of food, but that they, you know, aren't constantly shoving pizza down their throat. I don't I mean, they have to legally provide food, but it is encouraged because when you get drunk, it's, you know, it creates better TV, but. I think depriving them of food is a bit of a stretch. Depriving them of sleep. Now, I do remember in the Rock of Love, Flavor of Love, like the old of love dating shows on VH1 back in the day, I remember them talking about how they would get you drunk and then in the then they would uh, kind of let you simmer for an hour or two. And then all of a sudden they would say, okay, now we're doing the elimination ceremony. And at that point it's late in the night. So at this point people are, are, they are a little sleep deprived and it was a tactic because they wanted the elimination ceremony to be chaotic all the time. So they wanted you lit or drunk or whatever. And you'd have to kind of throw yourself together and hope that you looked good enough to go and not be eliminated that night. So I do know that there are some of those tactics that have been used. Okay. So I will give them a bit of this. I mean, attempts to manual, manufacture mental instability. Uh, I'm Okay, there may be a point there, right? But it's like, who doesn't love a drunken hot mess on reality television? Maybe it's not the most healthy, but maybe you don't sign up to go on a reality show. We know how these things work. We know how these games work. Denying mental health treatment to cast members displaying obvious and alarming signs of mental deterioration. I don't know if they... Denying mental health treatment, like, has a cast member come to them and say, hey, can you pay for my mental health treatment? Is that what they're claiming? Because if that's the case, then I do think that the network could provide some sort of health stipend or something, or they should have therapists on hand. I do know that a lot of competition shows like The Bachelor and all that, they do have therapists on site. Actually, I don't know if you remember that show on Lifetime. What was it? Untrue or True Untold? Unstory? Something... It was something, but it was like based off of The Bachelor. That was crazy. And I remember there was a whole storyline about how there was a therapist on site and how, you know, the therapist would like try to talk to these ladies, but like these ladies would get so drunk and crazy. And like, it's a really weird environment to put yourself in. 
But I mean, I do think that that is a priority because we do know how taxing these shows can be on a person's mental health. But also it's like you want to live out real life, but then it's like you're living out your real life. So I understand like the the desire to want to capture everything on camera or to not let cameras stay dead for too long. I get, I don't know. I, I, I agree with this. We need some sort of mental health situation, but also at the same time as an individual, as a person, you should be proactively trying to take care of your own mental health. But I think we get so addicted to the money and the fame that you're like, screw my mental health. I'm going to jump back into this game because it's good. This show is giving me everything that I, I think I want out of life because I'm addicted to that fame. Exploiting minors for uncompensated and sometimes long-term appearances on NBC reality TV shows. Okay, here's the interesting part because people kept mentioning something about minors and minors and minors. And I was like, well, what is this minor thing? And my initial thought was, oh, it's probably in relation to like child labor laws, right? Um, I mean, exploiting minors, like the first thing that I could think of though, is it's like, oh, is this like the Manzo boys when they were 17 and, you know, they were filming all day at their house and it was technically past the time frame of, you know, child labor laws and you're technically under the age of 18, but it says for uncompensated and sometimes long appearances on reality shows. So that also could mean that like housewives have their kids on the show and you see their kids on the show and the kids aren't being paid to be on the show. But do the kids have a contract to be paid on the show? That's another weird technicality. I don't, I feel like that may be a bit of a stretch and we're using the term minor to make it sound bigger because I know people are reacting to that whole minor situation. And technically that's not, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that one. Um, Distributing and or condoning the distribution of non-consensual pornography. Okay, this feels like maybe this is where Rocky Rocky Bang Bang is involved because remember there was the naughty FaceTime that was being spread and then she sent the cease and desist out to everybody and she sent it to Lala instead of sending it to Randall and she's like, send it, or instead of Daryl. She said, send it to Daryl, which sign up by the, by the way, my, my tan today. My, this is all give them Lala bronzer on my arms. So if I look tan and popping on the YouTube or on the, 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 uh, what is it? Spotify on Spotify. If you're watching this there, you can see my glow. Just don't wet me because it'll all wash off. <laughs> um, but yeah, okay. Non-consensual pornography. So I think this, that's tech. Cause remember they were like, there's Ariana sent the video and blah, 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 blah. And maybe the video also got sent to production. Maybe production was trying to reference it talk about it because remember they didn't they weren't even allowed to say on camera that it was a naughty facetime video so this is where i think where cal may have been involved they're making it sound bigger but condoning the distribution of non-consensual pornography that could mean like they were happy that ariana sent it to other cast members or distributing means they could have gotten a copy of it and maybe sent it to legal and that's technically also distribution anytime there's a video that's non-consensually shared like that's non-consensual pornography um, covering up acts of sexual violence. Again, what sexual violence are we talking about? What are we referring to? Um, that sounds bad. It, but again, there are a lot of things that sound like big flames, and I'm very curious as to what the actual allegation is. What, it, what was covered up? How can you prove that it was covered up? And what was the sexual violence? Who was it towards? Who was it against? Was it a producer? Was it a cast member? I need more details. Refusing to allow cast members the freedom to leave their shows, even under dire circumstances. This is an interesting one. And I know 
Jacqueline Larita even talked about how in the earlier seasons of Jersey, they didn't want to let her out of her contract. And so they kept bringing her back for more. However, refusing to allow cast members freedom to leave their shows. I mean, Bethany did say that a lot of these contracts, it's a lot of fluff and a lot of talk, but that legally they're not binding in certain clauses. So refusing cast members to uh, the freedom. Um, So I do know that Jacqueline talks about how like she, you know, wanted out of her contract and they wouldn't let her out of her contract in the earlier seasons of Jersey and they kept bringing her back. But then you have somebody like Dina Manzo that just quit the show or Lisa Vanderpump who quit halfway and walked away. Maybe you don't get your money, but like, I mean, they're technically not bound. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I'm curious as to who that was, who wanted to leave. Why weren't they allowed to leave? This also sounds like Rocky Rocky Bang Bang. Because remember, that was part of the speculation. That was part of what was leaked to TMZ as well, is that Raquel wanted to leave, but they had another season pickup. And so they wanted Raquel to come back and film the next season. And she was like, I don't know my mental health. I want more money. So that also seems like it could be related to Raquel. And that's why it says under dire circumstances, because that was one of the things that her team was trying to stress was, oh, her mental health, her mental health. So let's give her an extra million bucks and her mental health will feel a lot better distribution of revenge porn that I think relates back to distributing the non-consensual pornography. Is that revenge? I mean, well, distribution of revenge porn could also reference like when Stassi, when Sheena apparently had the video of Stassi that she sent to one of her exes and then the ex was threatening to leak it and Lisa had to pay the guy off. So that could be in reference to that. I doubt Stassi is participating in this. I mean, listen, wouldn't that be interesting if she was because she's still mad at the network for firing her the way that she did, they did. That would be interesting, um, but I don't know. I just know that's the only reference of revenge porn that I can remember. Non-consensual pornography in relation with cast members and alleged sexual violence perpetuated by or against cast members. Again, I would like more details on this. I don't know, you know. It sounds bad, and listen, I'm not condoning it. I want to be very clear. I'm not trying to condone it. It's just allegations, again, are not always fact, and we have to wait to see things play out, and we have to wait to see what the actual details are, because, you know, one person's perception isn't always everyone's reality, and so we just need to sift through it and figure it out. And But again, I think if these allegations were really strong, there would be a lawsuit. So we don't know who or what the actual like allegation, like the details of the allegations. These are just the generalized bullet points that TMZ released. But here's where I'm a little mm, skeptical. It's a big splash, right? We're leaking the attorney's letter to TMZ and giving an exclusive interview to TMZ. It feels very Ronald Richards. Come on. I don't believe your intentions are pure or that you have a strong case here because if you had a strong case here, you wouldn't need to leak it in advance. You would have a case. And you would maybe talk to the press once the case was moving forward. You wouldn't be sending them a warning letter. I think people want to capitalize off of the moment. I think we have the writers and the actors that are on strike right now. Bethany ranted about it on her TikTok. Now it's making waves. And now people are talking about the um, the reality stars. I think everybody wants a piece of the pie. They see potential. They see money. That's why there's an attorney that's taking the case on contingency. He's doing it pro bono because he, want, he knows that there's a lot of money to make here. Money, money drives, right? I don't think Bethany cares about reality stars. I think she has a savior complex. I think she has a big old fat ego that keeps her from thinking that she can save the world, right? She 
wants to save the world and has convinced herself that she's the only one that can save the world. And I'm just like, girl, enough. It's annoying. She was one of the most ruthless reality stars, and she came out on top. Like, I'm sure a lot of the accusations in the lawsuit are referencing the toxic work environment. Hello, Bethany Frankel is the poster child for toxic work environment with the way she capitalized that game and how terrible she was. Remember, she was telling Luann, you fucked everyone. Remember, like, she's just, she's ruthless and toothless. She just happened to come out on top. She worked the game to her advantage. And I think it's possible, possible, maybe even on a subconscious level, she's willing to tank the entire reality TV world. There's nobody smarter in reality television than Bethany Frankel. She knows the world as a producer. She knows the world as, a, as an on-camera talent. She understands reality TV. And she understands that if you end up putting too many rules, too many barriers, too many parameters, it's going to ruin what reality television was, which was always meant to just be like crazy, wild, unhinged trash TV. So... I think there's a strong willingness to tank it because if she can tank it, maybe not intentionally, but just recklessly and and passively without care, um, I think, you know, she can tank the game that she won because she doesn't want anybody else to win. Oh, my goodness, guy. Um, and listen, anyone with enough grit and wit can build something like Bethany, especially with a platform like reality television, right? We just haven't seen many people be successful at it the way that Bethany has. And I think Bethany would like to stay at the top of the game. And so she doesn't care because she knows what unionizing, how that will change everything. She knows, you know, it's not just about fighting for residuals, which I agree. Residuals, reality stars should absolutely be paid residuals. There are certain things that the network should provide to its talent, considering like reality shows are so cheap to produce and you know, when you hit a big scandal like Scandal, like you make so much money. And I mean, granted, the cast members, a lot of them, some of them, most of them are making really good money with really good deals that they're working out right now. Those are being on their own. But I do think, you know, maybe Bethany does have a point with the, the residuals thing, but I also think the network does try to have a really strong hold on talent. Um, Because look at the way that they are with their PR department, right? They want to like, they're fining people for doing podcast interviews or pulling people from shows at the last minute, uh, like podcast shows, like my bourbon room show where they pulled Lala at the last minute, like literally the day of the show, they wouldn't let her go on stage. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. Like, what do you like? This is so stupid. Um, so I do think that there is a bit of that, like control that they have that, you know, there needs to be a little bit of fairness in here. I get it that the network does provide a lot and gives you a really good big opportunity. But at some point, it's like there does need to be a little level of fairness. So I think that we need to move in that direction. I don't know if this Ronald Richards attorney and Bethany Frankel are the two to lead that movement. But I think if anything, they'll end up driving it into the ground. They'll drive reality TV as a genre into the ground. Um but we'll have to wait and see because Bethany is like a dog with a bone and she won't stop until she like scorches everything. And that's my concern is she's too reckless and she has nothing to lose and she wants everything to gain. <sighs> okay, let's talk about Pump because Pump is being sued again. So the property manager is suing Ken Todd, not Lisa Vanderpump, but Ken. 
for back rent on the restaurant pump, which closed last month. We know that they couldn't reach an agreement on re-signing their lease, so they decided to pull out, whatever. Apparently, they still owe $250,000 in rent. That's a quarter of a million dollars in rent. However, their monthly rent was $42,500, so that's a pretty hefty price tag. That's about six months of rent. That's still a lot of rent to not pay, right? The manager's suing, however, for $950,000, so just shy of a million, claiming damages and late fees. So there's the two fifty. dollars um, Part of that includes the liquor license, which I believe is valued at one fifty. dollars So I, I don't have a restaurant. I don't run a restaurant. But, like, isn't the license owned by the business, not the property? Like, the property manager isn't entitled to liquor license, right? Why would the property manager even want the liquor license? I don't know. Again, foreign world to me, but I mean, what's the point of even keeping it though? Like can Ken even do anything with it if the business isn't there? It seems like we're fighting over a liquor license, probably just as a bargaining chip because it's valued at $150,000, right? $150,000. So unclear if the the if this rent is back, back rent, like from 2020, or if this is recent back rent from like, you know, the recent months that we were trying to negotiate and didn't end up signing in the end. And also, they literally just closed last month. So this seems like a very a swift lawsuit. I'm sure they'll end up settling it. I don't think that this guy will get his full 950. You never do, or you rarely do, I should say. You always aim high, sue high, knowing that you'll likely land somewhere in the middle because you're going to aim high, they're going to aim low, and then the settlement comes and you're kind of you know at that middle place. So if he at least wants the 250, asking for 950, there's a good chance he's going to get his 250 and maybe some extra change. We'll have to wait and see. But oy, 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 oy vey. another lawsuit? Well, I will tell you this. I just found out that Sheena Shea, Sheena Davies, is going to be live at the Bourbon Room on August 27th. So I'm going to go. I'm going to bring some friends. I hope I see you guys there. The Bourbon Room. I'll post it on Instagram so that way you can uh, buy tickets in my stories. I don't make any money off of that. I'm just supporting Sheena. She's doing a live taping of her podcast, Shenanigans, at the Bourbon Room, which is where I had my 30th birthday and did my live podcast taping last year and this year. So great venue. I love the Bourbon Room. So go and get your tickets. I believe they're available on the Bourbon Room website. And I'm sure Sheena has it all linked on her stories. I'll have it linked in my stories. So if you guys are available and you want to come on out, live taping of shenanigans on August 27th. That's also the weekend I'm going to Vegas for the Erica Jane show. So that's going to be a big weekend. I'm going to fly to Vegas. I'm going to go to Erica Jane. Then I'm going to fly back to LA. And then I'm going to go to shenanigans. Boom. It's expensive to be me. Eh, eh, eh. That's just who I be. It's expensive to be me. Snap, snap, pat the puss. All right. I think that's all I got for you guys. Um, That was a lot. We covered quite a bit today. I'm happy about that. I'm feeling good about that. All right. Happy Monday. Um, if you want to keep up with me, you know, you can always keep up with me at Just Plain Zach all over the internet, all over the interwebs. Or if you want to keep up with the latest reality tea, be sure to catch new episodes of No Filter with Zach Peter every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. We go live on Tuesdays and Thursdays on YouTube. That's youtube.com slash Zach. And yeah, you can follow the podcast on Instagram at No Filter with Zach. And stay tuned because there's a lot more goody, goody, goodness to come. All right, guys, I love you. I appreciate you. Have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day. New podcast episode will drop on Wednesday. We'll go live on Thursday. That'll air on Friday. That will be an Ask Me Anything. So if you do have questions or topics you want me to cover, 
stay tuned. I'll post on Instagram stories so that you can submit a question or a hot topic or a hot take that you want for me. Okay, that said, I will talk to you guys later. I have some errands to run now and live my life and more packing to do packing and unpacking, packing and unpacking like Kim Richards. All right, I'm going to go packing and unpacking. Bye, guys. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.